May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so be more aware. Don't worry, we'll explain. More awesome news from Disney Plus and all the shows it will launch with. And I gotta tell you, Avengers Endgame left me salty. All of this and so much more on the Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directive. Get plugged in. Are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! Even listen to yourself when you talk? I drift in and out. Hey, cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important. If you'll all excuse me, I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Miss Puss, do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. Welcome to the Underground, the Geek Underground, episode number 33. Why are you looking at me funny? What was what? Welcome to the Underground. You're in the Underground. underground. Yes, this is the Geek Underground, episode 33, with my misfit co-host. Trash Panda. And this is Dadpool. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I want everyone to know before you listen any further, this will be a end game, well, and end game, spoiler filled spoiler, 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 talking about stuff all the way through, stuff that doesn't even link to end game. We will link to end game and spoil somehow. So and, you and need to make sure you're not gonna listening. And we're also going to spoil some Game of Thrones stuff. So oh, if you yeah. haven't watched the latest episode, when we get to that point, you might want to switch off because it was a really good episode and I can't not talk about it. Now, we did see Endgame, didn't we? Well, I saw Endgame. We all saw Endgame. What are you no, talking about? Sean didn't see Endgame because he got up three <laughs> times to go pee. And I had to pee. during the best bit of the movie. I had to pee. I'm so Now, okay, in my defense, though, we are taking our kids and your dad to the movie again this weekend. And I knew actually we were supposed to see it last weekend a second time, but we didn't quite get to that point. But, but I was expecting to see it just a couple days later. So I didn't care. I'm like, okay, I'll just see if I miss something. But I'll there's see it a like, few days later. Okay, so there are... Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. spoiler just spoiler, want you to know spoiler, there's spoiler. lots of spoilers so, coming. There are, there are two main deaths in the movie of our main characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who else? Okay, I mean, you kind of add Cap as a, as a main sort of death Okay, so way. anyway. Okay. So when, when Black Widow dies, I'm like, okay. And... I mean, it, it kind of kicks you in the feels, but it didn't really do... Wait, are we getting into all this right now? Well, I, no, I, I'm just saying. Okay. So, I'm giving reasons. So, oh, reasons. I was like, oh, that's really, you know, that's really sad. But, you know, I didn't start crying. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm not crying at this. This is quite amazing. Okay. And then Sean decides, as um, Cap and Thor no, and no, no, hold on. Iron Man... I left when... Gamora and Star-Lord had first caught the the, the, the future nebula. That, that's when I had to run off to the toilet. Well, yeah, but that, that, was, that was like, okay, there wasn't much that happened in that scene that I was like, oh, no, he can't miss this. But then he left in the scene where Cap and Iron Man and Thor... No, when I left was when they were confronting the, the old nebula. That's when I left, though. It just happened to then run into the scene where Cap and Thor confronted Thanos, okay. and I came back in after, yeah. So at that point, 
and I'm sitting there and it's when Thanos has got Stormcaller and is then plunging it through Thor's like chest where I start bawling my eyes yeah. out and I'm thinking <laughs> Sean's not here and then Cap picks up Mononia and I'm like wait what? And so I was like, I knew it. And, and I'm that's like, when I oh walked back gosh. in. Yeah. So I walked back into the theater and there's Livy bawling in her chair. And, and I'm then like, laughing. Oh, honey, what did I do? And miss? then bawling again. <laughs> and then laughing again because I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just think he's going to do that. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, it was messy. It was a messy, sloppy movie. Very, very <laughs> messy and sloppy all the way through. But then I didn't cry at the end and Sean did, so. Yeah, but hold on. It's May now. Did you know it's now May? By the time we post this, May 5th. We will be one <gasps> day after May the 4th be with May you. May the 4th be with you. That's on Saturday. We are yes. posting on Sunday. We're recording on a Thursday. Yep. Um, but yeah, did you know what month May is? Well, uh, it's mental health month. It is mental health awareness month. Now, I posted a few things online after our last podcast where we talked about David Harbour and his struggles with bipolar. And it was really cool to see a lot of responses to that of people that shared some of their stories, some of the things they've gone through, how having that safe place that we talked about was really, really a key thing. Um, and, and now I've always loved me some Zach Levi. Zach mm-hmm. Levi is amazing. Uh, he posted a clip online on his Instagram feed. I want to play that for you right now really quick and people can listen. And uh, it's all about this mental health month of May. And uh, so here you go. Today is May 1st, right? I believe it's May 1st. And uh, so May, is, I, I don't know if everybody out there knows this, but May is um, essentially mental um, mental health month. Uh Suicide Prevention Month. Uh, oh, that, that might be September. I should probably get these. <laughs> I should probably get these straight before I start talking about them. Um, but the point is, uh, May is is dedicated toward you know really um, promoting uh, mental health and talking about mental health. And I and I, if any of you out there have been following me for any, I mean, even a short amount of time now. <laughs> I, you know that it's something I can't stop talking about. I'm not going to stop talking about it. It's, in my opinion, the most important thing that we can be talking about. So I, I, I hope I'm talking about it so much that you're annoyed by how much I'm talking about mental health because we all suffer from it. We are, we are all affected by it, certainly. Um, and, uh, and just like physical illness, that can be a cold, anything from a cold to cancer, guys. I mean, it's, it's a massive spectrum. Uh, mental health uh, and, and mental illness falls into the same thing. You know, you can have just a, a you know, to use a dental uh, analogy, you can have a couple of cavities up here and you just need to go take care of them. Some people need a full on root canal. You know what I mean? And I think we have to embrace that concept because that, uh, then we all are now realizing everybody is affected by it. It's just who hasn't gotten the treatment soon enough or uh, early enough or strongly enough or whatever to, to take care of these colds and cavities and things that we get in our head and our heart, which by the way, no surprise there. Look at the world that we live in, which is incredible and tremendous and, uh, and, and beautiful in so many ways. And yet there is so much sadness and there is so much pain and there is so much abuse and there is so much trauma and we all suffer from those things. And, uh, so for us to be able to understand that together and embrace that together and know that we're not alone, nobody's alone in this. I don't, if you deal with anything like stress or depression or anxiety or fear 
fear to me is one of the biggest culprits in mental health. So many of our issues are all rooted down into fear and the things that we have not been able to break out of that still hold a control or a thing, you know, some kind of power over us. So at any rate, uh, there's, <laughs> there's so many things to cover. There's so many things to cover and I'm not going to cover them all right now. Um, but I wanted to at least kick off May 1st if it is in fact May 1st. Uh, and, and just say, I'm, this is a, I'm going to be championing this cause and working with. Uh, again, I, I love me Zach Levi and he's been banging on this drum of, uh, mental illness, mental health, about his struggles with depression, his journey for, for, for a while now just how he says, you know, we don't need to struggle alone. Uh, I think I just saw some stats where one in five people in the United States and Northern America uh, will struggle with mental illness this year. In the UK, it's one in four. You know, we, we need to make if we don't feel like we're struggling with it, somebody around us is. You need to make it a safe place. You need to understand that we, we, we don't need to struggle alone. If you're struggling again, one in four or one in five people around you are struggling as well. Um, Something that really just kind of, kind of, kind of kicked me down a little bit is our neighbor across the street. And you know this trash panda. Yeah. Uh, she she just lost her husband. She's early thirties, and and uh, and to me, it, it's just making me think I could have done something differently. I could have done something different. And and again, trash panda, you know, as a youth worker, how many times were you called out to schools to 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 deal with kids that were dealing okay, with in this? America? Yeah, a lot. There's a lot of suicides. But but again, you know, this podcast reaches both sides of the pond here. No, I know. And, I know. And, and so a lot of people have friends that are dealing with this or are dealing with it themselves. And it's something where, like, like you said, again, how many times were you out? I mean, there was that one school that had the four or five suicides in a few month span where these kids just for some reason feel like they don't have hope. Hmm. They feel like there's nothing there. And right before I came out to live in the UK, when my family was out here waiting for me, a 13 year old committed suicide. 13. Like what at 13 do you have to? Uh, so anyways, I mean, really, I don't want to make this a downer of a show, which it's kind of hard not to when you're talking about depression and, and, and this kind of thing. But I, I guess in letting you know that it's okay because you're not struggling alone, that, that, that I've dealt with plenty of this anxiety, depression. I know exactly what it's about. Trash Panda, you've had your dealings with stuff like this, with yeah. depression, with, with the ups and the downs that come with it. Uh, and we want you to know that you don't need to do it alone. That, that you need to reach out to someone that loves you. Like exactly if I says, you know, find a friend or a family member that, that love you, that you know love you, not, not just the negative voices in the world, but the people that love you or someone that you know is just going to be there. We're going to be here. If you want to reach out to us, we, we will welcome your message. We'll welcome the conversation. We'll talk with you. We'll pray with you if you want that. Whatever it might be, just know that there's somebody that, that is always here for you. Um, and I might even put some, I mean, you can direct message us on Instagram or Twitter and I get those right away. If you need to talk to someone, you can get to us right away. Uh, and please feel free to do so. But again, um, go ahead. And there's Trash. also a, a brilliant app um, that we found out through um, our county's connections called Chat Now. Oh, it yeah. is on the iTunes store. Um, there is a slightly different version for the Android store um, and we'll find out how that one works. But the app is free. It doesn't cost anything. And there are people that you can chat with anonymously about literally anything at any time. There's somebody always there to answer them. You can email them if you prefer and you can do it all through the app. There is also topics on there so you can find out help related information about loads of different topics. But if you're struggling and you're not willing to talk to somebody because you're embarrassed or anything else, hey, 
it's There's called plenty of things chat out there. now it's it's a free app and like i say you can do it completely anonymously and and just get some you know get somebody to talk to and why i love my my, my geekiness and then my marvel is because in endgame you guys saw that there were these real world issues of grief and loss and depression and suffering that people were dealing with and i love how you can take a movie that, that we love that we love the the characters in it and they actually bring those themes in and they they're dealing with those things at the same time and so people that we've grown up with over the last 10 years are dealing with the same thing and so marvel i mean thank you for that now i have some gripes with that i'll talk about here in a little bit later on the show but but i do really appreciate that now to get off my, my mental health soapbox for a minute here you have been watching copious amounts of game of thrones have you not I have. You've caught up. You've caught up to the final season. You're watching it now with your dad. Every Monday night, you sit down and you guys FaceTime with each other and you started at the same time so you can watch it. Now, now there's some odds out there. I'm not sure if you saw this. There are odds from bookmakers in Las Vegas over here in the UK. I don't get some of these because some of them are so (laughs) dumb because some of them, some of the people they're saying are going to sit on the Iron Throne are dead. I have some updated ones now. Some updated odds on who will sit on the Iron Throne at the Go end on, of then. season eight. So, starting with our long shots at fifty to one, we have Davos as our long shot of sitting on the Iron Throne. Davos. Fifty to one, um, and then <laughs> yeah, from let's see, I have then uh, six more at eight to one. We have Arya Stark. Oh no, sorry, eight to one. Eight to one is Arya Stark. Five to one is Gendry's. Um, nine to two, which is slightly better than a five to one, is Sansa Stark. And then at seven to two is Jon Snow, which is a little better than four to one. And then at three to one is Daenerys. And you know who our top, our top but odds is? But wait a minute, Jon Snow, it's actually his throne. He still might not sit on it. Might not happen. You have all these people, but you know who our number one? Who's our number one in the odds makers? And this is kind of a, a conglomeration of all the bookmakers in the it U.S. and over here. It better be Tyrion Lannister and not Cersei because that... No, neither actually. Right now, the number one person to sit on the Iron Throne, according to bookmakers, is Bran Stark. No! Now, again, they, they want you to put money there, right? They're giving you good odds. So, so, again, these numbers don't necessarily mean this is who will do it. Odds makers always try to make their money. They'll put the person up that they feel they want to make some money on. They'll drop the person down that has too much money on but them. But anybody who's watched the show, seriously watched the show, is going to know that Bran Stark is never going to sit on the Iron Throne. Yeah. Quite simply because he's in a wheelchair. He can't sit on the Iron they Throne. They can pick him up and set him in the throne. No, they can't. <laughs> Why not? Because it's Bran Stark. Yeah. Now, now first off, I want to let you people know <sighs> we do not condone betting here on the Geek Underground. No, we do not. But we highly recommend it. So, you know what? Go what? ahead. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yes, no condoning. No. Only slight recommendations, too. Um, and if you have problems, please see betting anonymous people. Um, so <laughs> um, I love the way you just give out these names and you've got no clue who they were. In fact, I even had I him. I know all those people. The reason was is that on so Monday night's episodes, I think it was Sunday night in America, but Monday night's Monday's episode, uh, which is episode four, which was the Battle of Winterfell. I've seen enough internet memes. I know these people. I knew that this episode would contain literally no sex because it was just supposed to be one long battle scene. And I was right. There was no sex. It was kind of gory in places, but there was no sex whatsoever. And that's... Paul's biggest problem with the show is there's a lot of nudity and I respect that. I feel like I don't need to watch that. So therefore, I don't... He doesn't watch it. I watch it because... I don't have so much of a problem with it. Let's just put it that way. It doesn't... 
I'm not a visual person, so it's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Again, and differences I can in men and women, typically. Fast, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but this episode, it was the longest clocking episode of Game of Thrones. We've got in at 80, 82 minutes, I think it clocked in at. And I've heard some really positive things about it. And I've heard some really negative things about it. A lot of people didn't like the fact that during it was, it took place at night and then there was a really horrific snowstorm because the Night King pulled up this massive snowstorm. So a lot of the, the grand battle scenes, it was not only dark and gloomy, but then you've got a lot of snow, which is what Peter Jackson also did at the bat in the two towers yeah he made you know um helms deep kind of the, it weather, was the weather elements to cover some of the cg effects exactly yeah. it's a clever thing to do because it does cover some of the cgi elements and even though there are a lot of like you know the undead and the zombies and everything else actually it was a really clever idea but this episode oh holy cow it was good it was such an amazing epic battle scene i was Apart watching from, bits. i've got to say from. i was a little annoyed that Jon Snow, King of the North, didn't really <laughs> get into the whole, you know, didn't actually get in the battle for the most part. I mean, he got on the back of Rhaegal. I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping I've got that right because the dragon names, I don't always get them right. Um, he, uh, he gets on the back of uh, the dragon and they kind of fight with the Night King and, and the other dragon for a little while. But for the most part, he's either standing on the side of the battlefield watching it with Danny, or he's on the back of the dragon and they're bashing into each other in the middle of the snow. And then at one point he goes for the Night King when all the dead are being raised around him. And I'm like, you serious, dude, you are going to die. Run! I was going to say, he was re doing really smart things up until that point. Standing yeah. on the side, riding on a and dragon. And Sean kept kind of that... turning around to me because I'm like, dude, no, go, run! Do not go that way! <laughs> well, I was playing Destiny and she left me. So I'm trying to solo what is supposed to be a three-person like mission, the, the hey. Shattered Throne dungeon in Destiny 2. Dad! I'm trying to solo Follow it and I almost Seriously? finished it. No. And Dad's she leaves more me. important. She leaves me. That's more important. She leaves me. So anyway, an amazing episode. And I've got to say my favorite, favorite, favorite bit. Arya Stark. I love Arya. Well, the ending was pretty amazing. Well, do you get why it was so important? Probably no. not because you haven't seen it. I don't watch the show. So I just anyway. see a cool scene where she does a cool little so, move. Like oh, what the other Night King... The Night King, there was a prophecy about the Night King that said no one can kill the Night King. Oh, yeah, you told me that. Right? Yeah. So the reason why this was so important and how Arya Stark was able to kill the Night King and finally defeat him was the fact that when she went to become one of the faceless brothers, okay. she was called no one. She had to become no one because she can wear the faces of others she becomes no one. Ah, there you go. So her, her literal name is no one. So no one kills the Night King. So no one did kill the Night King because it was Arya Stark. Oh, very good. So the fact that she kind of <laughs> like, she's getting throttled with him and she drops the knife, grabs it in the other hand, stabs him and the whole army goes poof. Well, that was a throwback was to something else. I've seen a different movie where they drop the yes. sword. What, what was that? And I haven't been able to think of it since I saw that. Was it Star Wars dropping a lightsaber and stab it? There was some other movie like that. Oh, where they I thought had... you were talking about like... Um... No, no, where she drops the knife from one hand to the other and then stabs the Night King. Yeah. There's something recent that we've seen that oh, had that okay. exact same kind of thing. I'm I sorry. thought you meant the fact that, you know, it's a harken back. And it is back to the Lord of the Rings oh, where yeah. you've got... yeah. 
Yeah. But it was it was a heck of an episode. It was it was really good. The the scenes were good. And I'm sorry, Bran Stark, that kid can literally like take possession as his three eyed ravenness of anything and anyone, which is what he used to do with Hodor and with his wolf. Right. And we do see Ghost. And I don't know if Ghost is dead. And that makes me mad. I want to know if Ghost is dead. Do you think they'd leave it as kind of a cliffhanger where he kind of possesses whoever sits on the Iron Throne? So technically he is sitting on the Iron Throne. I don't know. Do you, could they do that? Possibly. And then leave it like you're not really sure. They kind of but flash to him. But he's not like and, that. So he wouldn't oh, do so it. Oh, so he's not like an evil no. person. Okay. Bran Stark's not evil. Unless someone anyway. that's not fitting gets put on the throne and then he possesses them. Ugh. He like knows. Cersei. And Cersei's not going to live. Okay. Arya's going <laughs> to. She's on the list. Are you done with, are you done with your no, Game I'm, of Thrones? No, all I'm saying is that okay. Bran, he does all of this. He can basically take possession of, of, of like creatures and people. And he does so with Hodor in previous seasons and with other things. He's sitting in the middle of this garden being protected by a load of people because he knows the Night King's coming for him. And what does he do? No, he doesn't take over one of the giants or take over like the wolf or, you know, something useful. No, he goes and sets himself in these little ravens who go flying through the smoke clouds and you don't see him again. <laughs> so he's sitting there white eyed for like a good 30 minutes and you're like, what are you doing? Huh? You could be taking care of most of the army. What is wrong with you? Can We've he possess you more than that. one person at a time? No. So just one person. He can get to be a murderer of crows, but he can't be like if he's a wolf, he's just one wolf. Could he take over the, one of the dragons? I would imagine so, yes. But he never has up to this point. No. Okay. Oh. So, there. No. Bran Stark is not going to sit on the Iron Throne. It's not going to happen. Well, he is two to one odds currently. So Well, it... bookmakers are stupid and I obviously don't watch the show. All right. So, if you had to put your money on it, who do you put your money on to sit on the Iron Throne at the end of the season? Um,. I've just given you one thousand pounds. You put it on the person, the one person that you I, think is most I likely. I honestly would love to see Jon Snow on the Iron Throne, but that's not going to happen. It's too obvious, too. It's not going to happen because of the way that they they kill off characters. Um, I would be interested to see if Gendry gets it because he is he he has a, a claim to the throne, but. Interestingly, I'd love to see Sam Tarly on there. Samuel Tarly would be hilarious on the Iron Throne, and he'd be a good king. He'd be hey, a great he king. He is higher up in the odds. I think I saw him at either 10 or 15 to 1. So if you have some money, that's actually not bad odds. I've, I've got 1,000 right now we can put All down. All I'm saying is I'd like that. It'd be a 15,000 um, pound return. The Let's other way Let's I'd like to see if the Lannisters stay on there. I mean, Tyrion would be, would be a pretty good king, although I don't think he's going to survive. Um, the other mix-up that I think would be... Um, really good to see um is jamie lannister and brienne of tarth because right. brienne of tarth is now a knight because jamie's knighted her which is awesome <laughs> okay. because she's always wanted to be a knight and they've said she can't be a knight because she's a girl and now she's a knight which is awesome <laughs> but her and jamie have had a thing going for quite a while and it would just be nice to see them too well, I'm putting my grand on Davos because he's given me 50 grand back on my Davos thousand. Davos is not getting on the my throne. thousand pound investment. I get 50 grand back if he's on the throne, though. No. What's wrong with that? Don't you want 50 grand? That'd be nice, but no. <laughs> he's not getting or the throne. Or it's just throwing our money away. Yeah, it's pretty much throwing your money away. All right. Well, good luck, Jon Snow. Let's see if you can do it. Yeah, Jon Snow, Jon Snow. King of the North.
Well, I got two more things I want to touch on before we get to our end game review critique, because I'm salty a little bit, guys. I'm going to let you know that right now, getting to this now. The movie as a whole, amazing, but there's some salty bits for me in there, and I'll get to that. Now, Disney Plus, though. I want to touch on that. It's one of mine real quick. We know a lot more about Disney Plus. We have a price point on it. We have new shows that are coming to it. Um, and so the price point that we have, though, is it's actually pretty reasonable. In the U.S., it's going to be $6.99, which is that's a nice. It's below Netflix, which is what they said they would do, come mm-hmm. in below that price. And I'm guessing over here in the U.K., that would be either $4.99 or $5.99 is typically how that would translate. But still like a fiver, a fiver for what they're going to get with that, which is pretty much the entire Disney vault. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the entire Disney vault, you know, for, for the for the movies that you always bought or could not buy because they were locked away in the vault. Beauty and the Beast and and Lady and the Tramp and those that you could just never get. All of the animated shows are being released for Disney Plus. Nice. All of the Marvel Star Wars backlog, all of the other Disney movie backlogs, all on Disney Plus. Any forthcoming Disney movie will appear only on Disney Plus as long as it's not an R. Now, some of the shows that we know, we have Loki coming now. Now, do you understand that Endgame sets us up to be a series truly about the God of Mischief? Because we have now an older version of Loki before he gets a little bit altruistic, right? Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of the fan theories out there. He used his left hand to kill Thanos. Well, with what they did with Gamora now bringing her back from the past, I'm thinking that's how they're going to do this Loki series. He has the Time Stone. What was that? What was that movie with Scott Bakula? He doesn't have or, the Time Stone. The, the Power Stone. Sorry. He's a Tesseract. Yeah, which is the power. Mm-hmm. which can transport you anywhere. No. Space. Space, sorry, space one. They can transport you anywhere. Now, interestingly, in space or time, meaning he could jump through any realities as well, according to what I was reading now about the space stone. Um, but what was that TV show with Scott Bakula where he jumped around in time? Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. I could see this as like an evil Quantum Leap. Wouldn't that be amazing where he's just jumping all over time and realities <laughs> and causing mischief? It would truly be the show about the God of Mischief. That'd be pretty Cool. It could be amazing. And they've set themselves up for that perfectly, spoiler alert, um, perfectly now that Loki has the space stone and can go literally wherever he wants, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And I love that. Um, so that's one. So we have this Loki show. We have the Marvel What Ifs. And I think even though this is animated, this might be the one I'm looking forward to the most. There's the Mandalorian and all that we know. But just because... With the Marvel what-ifs, you have things like, what if Peggy Carter took the super soldier serum? What if the Nazis had their Steve Rogers first? What if this, you know, and they're literally doing like, what if something different happened? And they're making a show about it. So each show will be kind of Mm self-contained, like a self-contained story arc. And then they'll just tell a what-if story. And that to me is just, that's a lot of fun. The fact that you can just go, it's kind of like the, uh, the Red Sun Superman have mm-hmm. you seen? Have you read that saga where what if Superman fell in Russia as opposed to landing in the U.S. and he was raised by um, and used for for the Russians and uh, stuff like that? Um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. There's the the WandaVision, um, which is set in the 50s, I believe. And I, yeah, the WandaVision one, which one the name is. It sounds kind of like something you would have seen in the 80s, where you put something over your eyes and it yeah. just made it all bubbly and weird. Um, the WandaVision, but it's set in the 50s. And I'm really interested to to see if they're going to move forward from Endgame for this or I don't know how they go backwards. Because now, if you look at that scene in Wakanda 
where Suri is working on Vision again. Mm -hmm. When they come in and attack her, she still does something on her terminal and shuts something down or finishes something there. So in my mind, I'm wondering if she realized she couldn't separate the time zone and somehow like downloaded Vision's consciousness and they're going to make like a Vision 2.0 kind of thing. I don't know if that will happen or not, but something there had to be finalized yeah. because she was about done with something and they haven't touched on that yet. They didn't bring vision back up in the show. Um, so, so something is going to happen there, but yes, it, it is back in the fifties. Um, and then we're getting a couple of others uh, as well. There's an untitled Hawkeye series with Kate, potentially Kate Bishop, which is where a lot of people think it's leaning. Um, and, and all of these are just limited runs, though. They're all six to ten episodes where they just kind of fill in gaps, right? So between yeah. movies or just a backstory or a quick little story arc. Um, so it'll be a lot of fun now. Again, it's only going to be anything under R. Anything over that is going to Hulu, which Marvel has now announced two shows for. We're getting Ghost Rider. The the guy that played Ghost Rider in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., if you ever saw any of the, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Ghost Rider, mm -hmm. that same character is going over to Hulu. It won't be a continuation. It's kind of like a reboot. And so we're getting that. And then we're getting one called Hellstrom, which I had heard the name before but didn't know a lot about. Uh, it's going to follow the lives of... a. Uh, uh, Damon and Anna Hellstrom, who are children of this mysterious and powerful serial killer. Uh, in the comics, actually, their dad is Satan, the devil. So yeah, take with that what you will. Um, but they use their powers to track down those terrorizing humanity, uh, which kind of sounds like Ghost Rider as well, which is just someone with superpowers. Talking about hell. Of the evil. So yeah. I was watching Thor Ragnarok and Hela, and I realized... Hella is what happens to Galadriel if she takes the ring. In Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, like it. I like it a lot. jeez. Um, oh also on Hulu, though, real quick, uh, Runaway Season 3 will be there, and there will be four adult animated shows. Uh, Maddox, Tiger and Dazzler, Hitmonkey, and Howard the Duck is going to be an adult oh. animated cartoon on Hulu. Because I think Disney owns over 50% of Hulu now after their Fox acquisition. Yeah. I think there's a big chunk of Hulu that Disney now owns. But um, just a lot on the Disney Plus. Uh, and then lastly, this one is exciting, even though I don't know a whole lot about it, is that Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, where if those two are attached to anything, I'm just I'm all in there. Um, they have acquired the rights to a book series called The Rivers of London. Have you heard yeah. of that one? You have heard of that one. Okay, I hadn't. Um, and are set to adapt it into a TV show. Uh, apparently, it follows a young police officer who encounters a ghost and is recruited into a police branch that focuses on magic and the supernatural. Mm -hmm. um, sort of like Men in Black, but for magical stuff, it sounds like, uh, in kind of a way. Like Men in Black meets the RIPD. Yes. Um, again, I really don't know a lot about this book series, but again, it's Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. What could go wrong? Right. I mean, it's <laughs> well, Paul could happen. Paul could happen, but I haven't seen that one yet. Actually, I've seen, I think all their others, just not Paul. Yeah. No, don't watch it. Don't watch Paul. Mm -mm. All right. Mm -mm. But the rest are amazing. Hot fuzz. Come on. Shaun of the dead. And what was that one where the world's ending? The world's end. Oh, no, no, no. There is the world's end. And there's the other one where Simon gets the powers of God, I think. Oh. What was that one? That one's uh, Say Anything. Okay. <laughs> Where he can just like say things into happening. Yeah, and, and it was Robin Williams' last movie. Yeah. Robin Williams was in that? He was the dog. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was a good movie. That was a good movie. But that's all I have now before Endgame, and now we can move on to Avengers. No, you have some before? I have stuff. Well, last time you only had Avengers stuff. No. So you actually have stuff. Because that was the Endgame pregame. All right. And this isn't. Um, 
So I've got a couple of things. Well, I'm ready for Avengers now, so you better go fast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With Quentin Tarantino's movie, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood coming out this summer. Okay. He's looking towards his next project and it looks like we're finally going to be getting his take on Star Trek. Ooh. Yes. I heard about that a while ago and it sounded really interesting. So Carl Urban, who plays Dr. McCoy said that previously that Tarantino was interested in making his Bananas Trek film with the current cast. Um, his comments, however, became before Star Trek 4 was shelved at the studio, which could end up providing this other project with a better window. Uh, he said, I think Tarantino would be able to do something quite unique, so fingers crossed that would happen. It's in the hands of Paramount. If we don't get to make Star Trek 4 next year with Chris Hemsworth, then that's okay. Let's make a really good Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie. You'll have to wait longer, but it will well be worth it. Which it would be, but it will be an R-rated Trek movie. As long as he has kind of reined in just a little bit. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of... Quentin Tarantino kind of just uh, unplugged. That That is not my thing. But when he's reined in a little bit, I, I don't mind him. I liked, like the Kill Bill series, I liked. Yeah. But I didn't like Pulp Fiction well, he's done, whatsoever. He's, he's done a lot that I don't like. No, it's but, a lot but, I don't like. Um, and, and so seeing him within the world of Star Trek, where you know he's going to be pulled in a bit. He, he has a genius mind for storytelling. Oh, yeah. it'd, it'd be really fun to see uh, what he can do with, with something like that. So anyway, that's all, that's coming up on the books. Um, Doctor Strange 2 has a now got a tentative oh. uh, May 2021 release. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch... Um, Benedict Wong. Is that Benedict Wong? It is Benedict Wong. Yeah. yeah. And Rachel McAdams um, have all got tentative um, comebackances or nice. whatever you want to say. Um, comebackances. The, so, so they're under the contract eye, still is what you're trying well, to say. Basically, yes. <laughs> the eye of Agamotto is now dusted. So it means that there's not going to be a lot of time travel elements. So you've still got Mordo. Okay. Which is uh, Chuaitel. I can't pronounce his name yeah. at all. But anyway, Mordo's still about. But they've also talked about possibly bringing in the villain Nightmare. Um, and this is a character from the Nightmare realm. Oh, okay. So that's a possibility. I don't know a lot about the character, to be quite honest. Um, but the uh, director is quite interested to use it. And it's the same director from the previous movie. Okay. So I thought that was quite interesting. Um, we watched the end of the Star Trek Discovery season two. That was amazing. Oh, so good again. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to spoil this one for you because I know it's still on Netflix and people are catching up on things like that. Best uh, Star Trek series ever. Ever. And I know you don't. Uh, generation. No, hold no, on. I'm not, sorry. I'm not saying Best that. Best Star Trek series ever. No, w- what I really appreciate about today's TV shows and the way they're doing the storytelling is that they make them an ongoing an ongoing story arc. Whereas Next Generation, it was just self-encapsulated episodes. But even so. That, that I, 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 I still, I, it I prefer. It was so predictable. Well, yeah, but still, there were, there were some great episodes back then. So so they had they had individual episodes that were great. You're right. But, but in the way that series are told today and the way that media is consumed today, the way that we view things on Netflix, these stories they're giving us are just long, expansive stories. And I've always preferred that. I've always preferred, well, I want the next movie and the next movie and because I want more of this world and they're able to do that now and that discovery oh just keeps you guessing every single time you think you know where it's going it's brilliant and the actors are amazing i mean really hands down for these guys because uh just spark and oh i can't i cannot 
praise this series enough. If you, even if you're not a Star Trek fan, and not, you know what, I watched Star Trek growing up, but I was never a massive fan of it. I was always a Star Wars fan, and I've got to say, this is probably the best science fiction series that's come out on like a show version in a long, long time. Yeah. And I mean pure science fiction. I'm yeah. not talking about like Marvel or anything else. I'm talking about pure out science fiction. It is beautiful. It's amazingly made and it's just a stunning, absolutely stunning series. Just cannot praise yeah, it enough. They've been able to really, really build this world. Absolutely. And, and uh, again, just the world building you can do in today's TV, the way they're doing it, it is so much more fun than, again, the TV of the 90s and early 2000s where it was just episode to episode. I, I didn't yeah. like that. I prefer I prefer the median better now. I, I almost prefer these better than movies other than the MCU because you have this now expansive world they've yeah. built. But I prefer TV shows because they're doing so much more with them. Absolutely. And it's really great what they're able to do. Uh, a couple of other things that came out this week. Uh, this, the first Sonic Hedgehog trailer came out. Yeah, I've got to say, when you've got Detective Pikachu sitting there and you're like, oh, that looks really funny. It looks great and everything else. Sonic just didn't look right to me for a start. Yeah. Something wrong. His teeth were weird and just, just he something's was not weird. Right. And I like Jim Carrey and everybody said, oh, but he doesn't look like Dr. Robotnik. He does and at, at the, the very end, end yeah, he, he does. very much does. And I like James um, Marsden. I do like James Marsden. I'm st- I mean, the kids are still, what, but even my son, who's a massive Sonic fan, was like, that doesn't look very good, does it, mum? It's like, seriously, <laughs> child? You're saying you don't want to... But yeah, it's it's. I, I wasn't like blown away like I was... I mean, you can't really beat Ryan Reynolds when it comes to doing stuff like that because he's just... Who does the voice of Sonic? I, I didn't even don't actually that. know. Okay. I didn't recognize it offhand, but... I've got to say, wasn't overly impressed. Hopefully we'll see better. Um, Then there is a new and the final trailer for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Again, cannot wait for this movie. It's just going to be absolutely epic. It looks amazing. Um, Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, my gosh. She just that kid is just an amazing actress. You can't fault her. And she, you know, you know she's going to be the highlight of this movie. You think the monsters are going to be the firelight? No, no, no. It's going to be her. Yeah. And you know, in this new in this new trailer, you see some different sides to it. Again, they've got a whole website, you know, designated for it where you can go and check out the monsters and where they are on the planet and everything else. It's really cool. We'll put some links to it on the um, Facebook and the Instagram and the Twitter pages. But this, oh, really looking forward to that. Um, and then. The last trailer that looks really interesting is one called Gemini Man. Now, and you probably haven't heard about this one, but no, it's I Will haven't. Smith. And it kind of looks Wait, like I a better of version of Looper because okay. Will Smith, who's an amazing kind of killer of sorts, I guess, gets a younger cloned version of him sent after him to kill him. Tell me it's not his son. No, it's a cloned version of him. Oh, so it, it, it is him. But you said a younger, so I'm thinking they sent like Jaden Smith after no, him. No, 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 oh, no. Okay, so it's act- it looks it like is, him still. It does. And whereas the, the, I found the CGI and Looper very jarring and didn't look right to me. Okay. This is like, wait a minute, that's like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air looking Will Smith and it looks good. Wow. Like the CGI Well, is you've good. seen what they've done in, in the Marvel shows and, and making younger people and, and oh, other know. things where making a younger version of them and it, it's... They've been doing a really good job with that but recently. But this does look like it's going to be a really... I mean, I'm not going to say I'm going to run out and watch it at the cinema. It might be a rental version, but, you know, it looks like a really, you know, 
decent movie. So there's trailers for those. Again, we'll put uh, links for those. Um, the other movie we saw this week was Glass, uh, which is the final installment of the Unbreakable Split kind of trilogy, trilogy thing by M. Night Shyamalan. Um, now, it isn't one we're going to go out and buy. I'm not going to lie about that. But I was interested to see it just simply because I, you can't help but like Samuel L. Jackson at the best of times. Although, do you know what? I think it's the first movie I've ever seen and I don't well, believe he, he uses swear. the F word. He never swore once. He doesn't say mother... It her. was, yeah, it was It was quite strange <laughs> from that point of view. Um, There's but, a first time for everything. Well, it was an R-rated movie and he didn't use that kind of language, which is, you know... Which for once it didn't fit the character. No, it didn't. And and uh, but he was he was brilliant in it. But uh, James McAvoy steals the show oh, here. Yeah. I mean, this guy has got twenty five unique four. Pers- twenty four. Sorry, yeah. twenty four unique personas because he's um in a, in a way schizophrenic. I don't know if but that's he's evolved technically. from that. Yeah, so it's it's more so. But the changes and the quick changes between these characters they're so identifiable. It's like as soon as he changes slightly the way his face looks, you know, oh no, that's Patricia, or that's his Hedwig, posture, that's or Kevin, his demeanor. that's he, he the does beast. So much. He where... does so much, and the acting alone is worth watching for this movie. Now, I won't say it's the most enjoyable movie I've ever seen. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was very well written. It was it was clever, and it really did set certain things up. It kept you guessing. I didn't really know what was going on for the most part, apart from the fact that they'd all been kind of put in a mental institution. Um, but kind of made you question: Well, are these guys even real? Is their abilities even real after watching the last couple of movies where you saw them be able to do certain things? Um, you're always yeah, you're left guessing that. Yeah. And for me, like you're right, I'm not sure if you saw Hurt Locker, but it's one of those movies where you're glad yes, you saw it once, but you don't really ever have a desire. I mean, well, you and don't. some people do. I mean, because but but it's just so intense and emotional, or, or just just not something you normally watch. That where, uh, yeah, I don't I don't need to see that again. That was great, and I enjoyed watching it, but I don't necessarily need to watch it again. See, it would be one I'd go back and watch. Um, Purely because I just enjoyed the acting from oh, nothing else. Was it was truly it was astounding. clever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm this is not a kid's movie. It's definitely an R rated movie. It's definitely an eighteen plus movie. I wouldn't recommend it for kids. Um, because there are some there is quite a lot of violence in it. But um other than that, it was just it was a very clever movie. But if you're if you're interested in acting at all, um, and you're an adult and you want to study see, McAvoy. What yeah, he oh does, my gosh. To just use this as a case study for your life of acting. Because he, he's obviously, I mean this, he's obviously just, um, he knows what he's doing because it was, it was just amazing to watch him the way he just, these quick changes between these characters. And it literally was quick changes because there'd be a flash of light and you'd be somebody else, a flash of light and then somebody else. And within the space of like 10 seconds, he will have gone through like five characters and they'll be very distinctly different. And you can tell they're different, even though it's the same guy. So it, it's just interesting. Um, lastly, hurry. I want to get to end sorry, game. Lastly, I want to get to end game. Uh, two, <laughs> just two quick things on games. Uh, the owners of Fortnite just bought Rocket League. Oh yeah, I saw that. So now Epic Rocket Games. League yeah. is going to suck. So we'll just leave it there. No, Rocket League will still be good. They just bought the um, studio. The studio yeah, will. The studio will still. Um, Psionics. They're they're still going to function um, a, as they are. So so it's just kind of like when Apple or Microsoft or Google they buy a company, they just kind of let it run still. That arm still runs no. on its own. 
No. Yeah, it'll be Because fine. that's what happened to Fleck. And we all thought it was going to be okay because they were just buying it to give it more money so we could do what we wanted. And no, they destroyed it. No, Rocket League will Boom. still continue. It's got massive esports appeal. It Rocket will keep League's on going. It's going to suck now. No. You don't even um, play Rocket League. No, I don't, but Easy does. And now he can't play it because it's got anything to do with Fortnite. It's fine. Um, and then the PS Plus games for May 2009. There's What Remains of Edith Finch, which is kind of like a horror game. So I yeah, wouldn't really recommend that. Like um, but but then there's another one called Overcooked. And it's built specifically with local co-op in mind. Overcooked is a fun, frantic, and often hilarious experience for up to four players, which is really nice for PlayStation to actually give you a four-player game. A four-player game. Um, you and your friends will join forces to become a team of chefs and work against the clock to turn out dishes for hungry customers. Um, that's going to be released on that May sounds 7th. sounds like Cooking Mama, that one that you play on your phone. Yeah, but this looked very different. Okay. Um, but it looks really good fun as well. Very just comic silly a good family game so again if you're a ps plus uh, subscriber you can get that for free on the 7th of may only if you like free stuff but who really likes free oh shut up who likes free Mr. I went to the toilet in the best bit of Endgame. so avengers now <laughs> what i okay just just kind of starting and and stepping back and looking at this movie as a whole yeah I can understand now why they stopped calling it part two, because for a while it was under the kind of guise of being Infinity War part two. This is a standalone, self-contained, just epic movie that, that is its own thing. It's its own beast, right? There, there's 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 a uh, yeah, this is its own thing. Now, uh, also no post credit scene. So, no. And we stayed to the end knowing this just because um, of that callback. Iron Man banging away. Potentially Iron Man is what a lot of the theories are of just on the anvil that started and finished the, this massive run uh, leading up to the, the, the Thanos mm -hmm. saga here. Um, but what, what were your just first impressions? Because for me, I just came out of the movie theater drained. Yeah. It's absolutely. something where emotionally you are just drained leaving the theater. Absolutely. Were you prepared for that? No, <laughs> absolutely not. I'd taken in a massive wad of tissues because I knew I was going to cry because I knew characters were going to die. And funnily enough, when the two main characters who died, died, it didn't affect me as much as when Thor nearly died. Okay. And Cap got the hammer. That's what really made me sob because I guess my, I mean, I know Iron Man and Cap's your kind of, guy you really enjoy those characters i've always been more of a fourth person he's gone through a whole lot and to see him the way he was portrayed in the movie because you know he uh at the beginning of the movie they get the chance to go and take out thanos and the thing that made me cross about that is that like thor literally chops thanos's head off and Which was they were like, why did you just do that? He's like, I went, went for, for the, the head. head. <laughs> and I cracked up. And yeah, nobody else laughed. Oh, I laughed too. That was great. Nobody else laughed. And I'm like, why you? No. And, but then you see Thor, is it five years later? Yeah, it's five years later. Yeah, five years later. Thor is now fat. And I mean like podgy fat, you know, Well, people, people listening are going to know. So we're, we're doing a spoiler yeah. one here. People are going to know. Yeah. And so... To see him kind of lose all hope. Yeah, he's lost it. You know what? He should have ended it and he didn't get the chance to end it. And he feels just completely like everything is lost. And even when he gets the chance to go back in time and 
you know, see his mum and everything else. This is a broken Thor. A totally broken Thor. Well, seeing his mum, I think, helped the healing. It did. Um, but it's just... It, it was a bit where I was almost concerned that we're taking it too far because I cracked up at first when I see Thor like that. And then it goes on and the character kind of starts to grate on me a little bit. But then, you know, like a family guy bit where they you think they're taking it too far and then it gets funny again. I, I think it was just the right amount because then when the end comes and he gets his Thor outfit back on and you, oh, he's buffed out again. No, 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 he's still fat. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just kind of makes you laugh again. Uh, so so I, I think it was just the right amount. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe they took it too far, but 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 they stuck to it. They, they made a decision. They went with it. They stayed with it. They didn't try to slide it away. And uh, and I it, it love, was fun. It love, was great. Love the fact that he's going off with the Guardians of the Galaxy now. Oh, and there's even a comic, the As Guardians of the Galaxy. There is actually a comic that was written that carries that that whole story arc, which would be amazing if they carry that on. Yeah. Um, I really really hope they stay doing that. Uh, I wonder if it's going to take long for Star-Lord and Thor to figure out who's in charge or if it'll eventually just <laughs> fall to rocket, maybe. Um, I don't know. I'll be, I mean, and whether Gamora is actually going to choose, you know, to go with Star-Lord when she's got Thor there. Yeah. Because she's already shown that she thinks Thor's pretty hot. I don't okay, know if she's going to like on, fat on. Thor yeah, this, 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 this is pretty fat, overweight Thor at this point now. So I, I think Star-Lord's got the leg up at least at this point in, the, yeah. in the, the timeline. But I'll be, I mean, just watching all of it. And um, for me, like I say, that moment with Thor, that's what made me gasp. That's what really hit me home because it was like he, you know, you thought he had it when he, you know, chopped the head, his, you know, Thanos's head off and, and then um, Thanos is about to kill him. And it, that for me was the, oh my gosh. Yeah. You cannot kill Thor because you cannot kill this character and leave him without anything. You have stripped this guy from absolutely everything. You mean you've taken away his dad, his mum, and you've taken away, I mean, all of these things because of you, because of these stupid infinity stones, it stripped him of everything he holds dear. Yeah. And now you're going to plunge the axe that Threw he him. basically, wow. you know, should have killed you with. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So close to that. And, and that leads right into one of my favorite moments in the movie. So, yes. So uh, Steve has now wielded Mjolnir. Yeah. And then you think he's going to you think this is his moment of dying, right? Where the whole armies are coming up against Cap and he's standing there, his broken shield and yeah. all. And then every portal just opens up behind him and in pours on. I love that callback from from Falcon. Um, And in pours everybody right there. Uh, That to me is one of my favorite moments uh, in in the movie. I mean, that that was there's there's others, but that right there stands out as one of my favorites. I think one of the things that really disappointed me though is how little they use Captain Marvel. Yeah, because I think what they built up for this movie was that she was going to be a key in defeating Thanos. Now, don't get me wrong. She comes in and she just wipes his ship out. So so it's like ship wiped out, done. But what, what I didn't like about this in some way is how much stronger it appeared Thanos was without any of the Infinity Stones. Yeah. When he was fighting the Avengers, he had what he had. He had six five of the six he had five of the six infinity stones on earth and and like uh, freaking wanda is holding him at bay she's holding five stones at bay with one hand and destroying the six with the other yep and then she can't it seems like they can't stand toe-to-toe with him when he has no no stone so that to me felt a little off balance yeah in the fact that you have five of the cosmic forces that created the entire universe as we know it 
and they could hold him off. So, so I don't know. So, so that was something that was a little off. And you know, I'm salty about something else. Here I'm going to bring up. So, yeah. but before I get into that, first off, I love the movie. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I didn't think any character felt like it was fighting for screen time. I no. felt like what they did w- w- was amazing. But, but I'm salty. I am very salty. Now, do you have anything else you want to touch on before I get yeah, to my salt? Yeah, I think the only bit that I'm a little bit salty about, I guess, is the fact that Nebula knew that Gamora was killed on, um, what's that planet's Vol- called? Volnir? Vol- Vol- yeah, uh, Vol- something Vol- like Vol- that. Volmer. Vol- ah, I should know. I'm sorry. Yeah, anyway. Volmer. Um, she knows that Gamora was killed, though, and he, she knows that um, Thanos wouldn't have done it, if it unless it was really important to get the Soul Stone. Yeah. And yet, you know, Ant-Man's, not me. Not it, you know, <laughs> kind of comment. She knew that and she didn't warn. Well, no, no, hold on. She she only knew that Gamora went with Thanos to the planet. Yeah, but then the other and issue came I back. have so is... She, she didn't actually know. Is that Hawkeye is saying that he's going to get the stone because the thing he holds most dear is Black Widow, but yet he has a wife and kids. And that kind of made... I think that's what ruined the moment for but me. But who have been dusted? So so left alive in the world, who does he have that he actually loves more than Natasha? But the reason he's Natasha? doing the whole Ronan thing is literally because of the fact that his wife and his children have been dusted. Well, yeah. And now he's got the thousand yard stare of, I am no longer emotionally attached to anything, but there's this one person left in the world that I've, that I've lived my life with, that I've spent my time. I still don't get it. I still don't agree with it. But, but, but as far as people alive in the world, because yes, he still loves his wife, but he cannot sacrifice her. She's already dead. Of all the things that are alive in the world that he could sacrifice, this person, Natasha is the person that he loves the most. Now I get Natasha sacrificing Hawkeye would be, you know, the thing that she loves the most because they've always had this really, you know... Really close relationship. Close relationship. But I, I'm i sorry, I can't agree with the fact that Hawkeye um, sacrificing Black Widow worked to get the Soul Stone. Doesn't but, work. But but that to me also is, is the first one where I started tearing up was seeing them fight for each other, like not letting the other die, going like, no, I'm going to sacrifice myself for you. And, yeah. and what I love though about what, what these movies have done, now growing up, I was more of an X-Men fan. I watched all the X-Men cartoons, yeah. the Spider-Man cartoons. Absolutely. But it's amazing in the last 10 years, they've been able to make me cry for these characters now. They've been able to make me tear up for these characters that were in the last 10 years, just the the level of the story. It's, it's a testament to the storytelling and the character development development and mm-hmm. what these what these actors have brought to life with these characters um and so that was really the first first point in the movie where i teared up a bit i think that the other thing i loved was seeing spider-man and iron man come back together and seeing oh, that yeah. reunion was really cool but also seeing spider-man's suit go full like seeing its capability because he's got the gauntlet in his hand he's got the little legs out and he's like oh, they're you know, fighting for him <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and just and seeing it was that amazing. Gauntlet. Yeah, and again with, with Captain Marvel carrying the gauntlet, you really, you really thought that there was going to be more. You thought that there was going to be more to her finishing off that sequence, and it just. It, ah. Anyways, yeah. that, that's a that's a side point. But now I'm going to get to my salt because there was a point in this film towards the end, let's say, which what really was the ending, that I got very salty. Now, again, I need to preface this with the fact that I loved the movie. The movie was amazing. It's fantastic. We're going again this weekend. I would go even again after that. Uh, just, just enraptured by what they've done with this 10-year culmination of, of storytelling because, I mean, w- w- what is a movie supposed to do? 
right? It's escapism. And I love, I love how Marvel over the last 10 years has given us these characters to escape with, to journey with, to, to, to gain powers with, to fight evil with, to, to conquer things, to cry with. And, and, and that's what these movies have been doing is, is giving us this escape to this magical place, right? That's why I love Marvel films. Mm -hmm. But yet at the end of this, I just got left with the salty taste in my mouth because we have Captain America going off and, and kind of marrying Peggy Carter getting this ending that I guess fans wanted, but didn't sit well with me. What was the first thing I looked over to you and said when, when we saw him come back, I'm like, didn't Peggy have, have a family? And I had to go check this out because in my head, I was getting things confused. Uh, if anyone watched the first season of heroes, you remember one of the main characters, hero Yakamori, he had a girlfriend. She got trapped yeah. in the past, came back and was telling about the family that she had. And so I wasn't sure if maybe Peggy Carter didn't have a family. So I had to go rewatch winter soldier and no, she, she had a husband, she had children. And, and one of the things that, that really made me struggle with this moment is that cap does this. He goes back in time in full knowledge that Peggy Carter had a life without him, had a husband and children without him, and he still goes and usurps that life. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that that's not a cat move. It doesn't sit well with me. I mean, j just looking at this trash band, how can you say this is a cat move? It's not. But then him swearing part of the movie through and doing some of the things he did, I mean, he, he's changed. He but has changed. I mean, cap... The cat we knew in in the first Avengers movie, you know, even even just to do what he did in the elevator, you know, hearkening back and saying Hell Hydra. That was amazing. I mean, he wouldn't have even done it. He wouldn't have considered doing it because he'd been like, no, I've got to take every single one of them out because I know they're Hydra agents now and I've got to take them out. But and there wouldn't have been a, oh, I'm going to be sneaking, take this out and I'm not going to go start swearing at everybody and doing this, this and this and saying, oh, look, I've got a nice ass. He wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I don't know. Like to me, like he essentially went and broke up a marriage intentionally to be with what he knew was a married woman. And that, that, that to me is really hard. That's really hard for me to stomach as something that, that Captain America, the moral heart of the Avengers would do. The second thing is let's not forget about caps like most amazing quoted line ever. I'll be with you till the end of the line, right? Said to his best friend in the movie. People have this tattooed on their bodies. People use this for, for their wedding vows, Right. It's a heartfelt sentiment from Steve to his best friend. And now it just seems like a cliche. He spouted until it didn't suit him any longer. Well, I'll be with you till a piece of tail comes along that I can run off with. This didn't sit with me. This is not something Cap would do. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. And it goes back to a crush that he had for two weeks, 70 years ago, a two week crush. And it shows me that emotionally he's still this little kid trapped in a big boy body and has a crush that he can't let go of because she winked at me. You know, this doesn't show the maturity level of where Cap should be after all of these films. And, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't, ugh, he's, he's not there anymore. He's not at that point where that's something he would do. And then lastly, it, it took something away from the narrative of the story. You know, like I talked about earlier, I love the fact that the ideas of actual grief, actual loss, how to cope and recover were, were major themes through this movie. How many people deal with that every single day. And now we see some of our favorite characters dealing with it and that have helped us maybe escape some of that at times if we're going through grief and loss um, and they're dealing with the same thing. And yet the character at the heart of all that, instead of showing us the resolve and the ability to move on, just trumps everything and through some morally ambiguous direct decisions, decides to take his happily ever after, my friends and others be damned, I didn't like it. 
I didn't like the move he made. And a lot of people are lauding this. Yes, it's fan service. Yes, it's what we all wanted, but at what expense? You know, we wanted Cap to have his happy ending, but what expense? What expense to his character, to his moral, to the heart of the character that we've grown up with and loved, loved what he stood for, loved his friendships. It just doesn't sit right. And that's my salt. I'm going to stop. I'm going to walk up off of that. But that, that's where at the end of this movie, I was just super salty. The movie was great, but I'm left with this like, but that's not a Cap move. That's not something Cap would do. He would have got his happily ever after, but he would have gotten it in the present. He wouldn't have had to go steal it from someone in the past that had their happy ever after Peggy Carter found someone that she loved she had a family she had kids and it's something where he didn't have to go and take that from her and that bothers me well all of that bothers me actually so I know you had yours with Natasha and Hawkeye that's my little rant on why I was really disappointed with the ending did you know the Rousseau brothers had something to say about that as well well um so they, they gave a little interview with EW just yesterday and uh, uh Joe and Anthony confirmed that Steve did indeed go back and create a life and a different life. And uh, he actually created an entirely new timeline. Um, and so then we're left wondering, well, how did he end up back in ours? And, and the team behind the film deliberately set this up to generate questions. Yeah, I know. So, I so, so they did this on purpose. Um, and, uh, and their whole thing is, is they wanted to build these layers to potentially tell that story about how Cap then got back into this timeline. Mm -hmm. Some other, but still, um, so I don't know what with they're going to do with that. shield and no Mignogna. Where is that hammer? To a new Thor? It went to Jane Foster who takes, she actually wielded the hammer in one of the Thor series. So Jane Foster now has the hammer in some timeline. No. Swinging it around out in the universe. Or okay, how about Valkyrie? Could you see Valkyrie as a Thor character? No, no. Come on, a female, I don't a know. female wields the hammer no. in the comics. No. You, you could let a female... Wait, he, Thor has his axe now, though. He doesn't need his hammer. And he doesn't need the axe either. He's got just lightning bolts out of his fingertips. He's Captain Sparkly Fingers, whatever Jeff Goldblum says in Thor. Captain Rack. Sparkles. Captain Sparkles. We've got Captain Sparkles. We don't no. need a hammer or an axe. I did love Professor Hulk. I love the culmination of the Hulk and... and uh, Bruce Banner coming Oh, we together. need to go then and touch on all the things we got right. So we got right that th that Thanos was killed in Act 1. First 20 minutes, he's down. And I'm just going to point out right now, the footage was real. Yeah, the footage you saw was real for those that heard her talk about it. So we got <laughs> Thanos going out in Act 1. We got, of course, the time travel element. The five years in the future, we got that. Um, Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk was one that you were... And then also, the one that you were trumpeting the whole time was that Iron Man would die. That was the one that you said had to happen, whether Cap did or not. I think the one that caught us by surprise was Black Widow. I don't think yeah. anyone thought she would no. she would go uh, going into this. But, Especially as she's got a movie coming out, but we've... Which is the prequel to her becoming who yeah. she was. We think that's the direction that one's going. And hopefully we find out what happened to Budapest. Yeah. I um, want to know what happened to Budapest. Okay, yeah, that's right. We heard in Hawkeye had that conversation. Um, so, so we actually ended up getting a number of uh, theories right, as far as the ones that we thought were pretty permanent theories. Yeah. Uh, in this, and but but again, um, I, I hope you guys love the film because again, it, it's ten years of culmination. It's ten years of just amazing storytelling. Yes, yeah, some of the movies we could do without um, the Incredible Hulk. Iron Man 2 and 3, Thor Dark World. You know, there was some in there that really just, just weren't great movies overall. But uh, again, what is a movie? It's, it's, it is it's that escapism sprinkled with 
some some human life and human drama and, and just taking us to a place where, where there's still wonder in the world. And that's why I love the character of Spider-Man, because he's still in awe of his powers. And, and you love to see a superhero like Shazam as well, that is just in awe of what they can do. And, and it, it's truly a wonderful place. And, I, and I'll spout this until I die. And also it makes me feel young again, watching these movies and talking about these movies. But um, if you didn't like it, that's still your opinion. That's fine. Uh, it, it was, I thought it was an <coughs> amazing culmination. And also what I liked about not having a post-credit scene is that it just kind of wrapped it up, right? We don't know where this is going now. For the first time in 10 years, we didn't have a post-credit scene. We don't have a, and this is happening next. We don't have a, and this is coming. And I love the fact that I, I don't know what's going to happen next. Have you finished? No, probably not. But you can go ahead now. <laughs> I've been trying to get a word in edgeways for like the last Well, then 10 get minutes. a word and just shut me up. That's what you're here for. That's why you're my wife, because you can yeah. do that. All right, go. No, I... um. Yeah, I love the movie. I did come for out feeling quite um, <clears throat> drained, drained, Ugh. very drained, um, and had to make myself laugh by looking at other things later on because I was just feeling so kind of like, oh my gosh, that was just so much. Um, and I'm looking forward well, to actually yeah, watching not, it again this weekend. Tell me weekend. you're not excited to watch it again on Sunday. Yeah, because, you know, it hasn't, although I think I still have some of the emotional attachments again, knowing what happens now, I can sit back and enjoy it for the actual movie and not have to be kind of, you know, surprised and, you know, battered by some of the emotional things that happen. I think that was it as well. It was kind of the unknown that, that really kind of hit us. And, and is this going to happen? Is this, this is really happening right now. And we didn't know what was going to yeah. be the outcome. And so you're sitting there just tense. I mean, I was, my muscles were sore after the movie because I was and sitting can I there point tight. out that it was so great that now we've got nearly the entirety of the cast of Community that have popped up in one oh, of the Marvel movies or more because Chang's in there this time. Well, the, uh, Chang and uh, Shirley. Yes. Because the, uh, the Rousseau brothers Sorry. have said they're done with Marvel movies. So this was their last chance of getting their Marvel characters. So now we've had Jeff Winger. We have Where had, was Jeff in it? He, well, he was in a Marvel movie in Spider-Man. He was the banker. So he's made a Marvel movie. Yes, so I'm saying was, as far as that have made Marvel movies now. It's just uh, Annie. Annie is the only one that does not make it. Danny uh, works for S.H.I.E.L.D. Britta and uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we've had um, Danny Pudi, uh, Abed, Abed, works for S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Troy Barnes is a drug dealer. Uh, that's Spider-Man. Spider yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, and now Chang is a security guard. And Shirley. Um, and Shirley works for S.H.I.E.L.D. back in the 70s. And Winger was in Spider-Man. Yeah, so... It was, uh, yeah, it's nice to see them because we were like, hey, look, it's coming. Oh, and Jim Rash uh, made the last. Yes. Uh, 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 Dean Pelton made yes. the. So, yeah, so we're getting a lot of these community characters. So you need to watch community for these characters because they're fun. Um, yeah. So the Rousseau brothers doing that callback was so much fun. It was. It was absolutely fun. But, yeah, I'm 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 happy. Uh, I think the only heartbreak one for me, apart from the fact that we don't know what happened to Viz and. um. You kind of feel bad for... For Wanda. Yeah, for Wanda. And also for Star-Lord because, you know, he sees Gamora and he's you can see his heart leap and he's so excited and she does not recognize him. And, and then you don't, you don't he know goes what happens to, to her, her at the and end, then right? He, she needs him well and yeah. truly in the nuts. and So he's searching for her at the end. Do we not know where she, she went we at the end know. of the movie? 
We don't know. So, you, you, so I, I couldn't remember. When, once I saw her searching for her, I tried to think back to where she would have disappeared, and I don't remember where she went or, or what happened. No. And I, I think the thing is as well is what you need to also watch out for is like in the end scene, because um, I said to Sean there was – uh, when all the battles were going on, some of the characters, the bad characters, the um, Black Guard. Oh, the Black Order. The Black Order. Um, you actually see the, what? what's the guy with the staff? The Corvus Glaive. Yeah, Corvus Glaive. He gets killed and you see um, the girl, I can't think of her name. Proxima Midnight. Yeah, Proxima Midnight <laughs> in the background, like cradling his body Aww. like she does when um, Black Widows just kick their butts basically yeah. before they go away. And, you know, she says, well, you're not going to get another chance um, before they're dusted. So it's, you know, it was quite interested to see that. Hmm. Very interesting. There, there, I'm sure there's a lot of nuances that we're going to catch. You have to watch this movie a second time through. And I love Peppa. I love oh, Peppa. Oh, her... what's her Carol's name? Uh, Isn't can't... she Rescue Bot or rescue, something? Rescue, Rescue. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Rescue. She's Rescue. Uh, seeing that character come to life where now you you know she's been training in, in that suit oh, to yeah. be able to do that so that's really cool to see her actually sporting uh, her Mommy own never suits. likes anything I yeah. <laughs> it was just such a clever film and i'm uh i'm yeah i'm excited to see it again yeah absolutely it's gonna be a lot of fun um you know i, I think that we're out of time we're, we're up against our hour mark here really quickly um again mcm coming up at the end of the month oh excited about it. Oh, um, winter soldier is gonna be there sebastian yes, Stan. Sebastian's did you notice though just one little thing when, when cap is going Back to the past, what should have been a few second journey, where, where you know, yeah, he says I'll miss you, and, and he's crying. You know, you don't see Winter Soldier tear up about no, anything. No, he knows. So, so there's something else there that that's, he already knows. Yeah, so that's going to go into the storytelling of Cap jumping from alternate timelines around, and however that happens. Uh, and he didn't in, go immediately to him. He let um, he let Bucky go first. No, or he sorry, he's Bucky. He let uh, Falcon go first. Yeah. So. Um, um, I did I did like that. But um, yeah, MCM's coming up at the end of the month. Tickets are selling quickly. So if you want to go, make sure you get your tickets soon. It is the last weekend of May. Yep. Uh, we'll be going on Saturday. Um, really looking forward to it again. We always look forward to going up to the Comic-Cons. They're just uh, really good fun. I've just finished a Pikachu tail. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just the way it is. Um, so if you don't have your tickets already, um, so far there's been some really good lineups um, in terms of guests coming in, but uh, it's just a fun show to go to. It's, you know, it it's just LFCC, you might get the better people going, but MCM is just the better show. Overall, it's just the better show. Um, and if you want to, um, if you want to meet us there, then drop us a line. We'll find a place to all go and meet and we can go, yay, Geek Underground. But um, we'd love to see you there if you get a chance. Uh, we will be there, like I said, on the Saturday. We'll be there all day. Um, so you can come and say hello to the Trash Panda and Dad Paul. So we'll be about. And again, oh, oh, oh go ahead. And really quickly, I just forgot because you told me that this morning. Um, it looks like Willow is actually going to get a TV Oh, series. I was going to talk about the Disney Plus. I even had it in my Disney Plus notes. But never mind. We'll talk about that next time. Yeah. But I'm really excited about the fact that Willow is... Ron, Ron Howard, Howard is, is like stomping a... pavements and pounding doors yeah. to, to get this done. Uh, a Willow. So, and yay. Following a much older Willow so I could open the door for Warwick Davis to come back. Well, I imagine Warwick Davis you'd, you'd will come to, back. you have to, yeah. Yeah. Um, but just, just bouncing back, though, to what we talked about early on. Guys, if you're struggling in any way, I just want to touch on this. May, Mental Health Month, let's talk about it. Let's keep pounding on about it. Yeah. Uh, 
if it's not us, talk to somebody. But but we want to open our, our doors and our at least social media feeds to you where you can direct message us on any of those platforms at the Geek UG on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, the Geek UG, really simple on all those uh, platforms. And we do have uh, connections to some brilliant counselors out there. So if you do need somebody to find some help with, uh, we may not know anybody in your area, but we can probably connect you up to, with to people. A good who ministry can organization get you stuff that, can, yeah. that can get you um, some help. So if you need help, if you know somebody who might need some help, please, please, please contact us. We can get you in touch with the right people. Don't be alone in this. You know, it's it's not something to blame yourself. You know what? I've dealt with depression for many, many years. Sean's dealt with anxiety. We've both dealt with panic attacks and things from things that have happened in our lives. And you know what? You cannot walk through this alone. You just cannot find somebody, talk to somebody. And if you are embarrassed, you know what? Talk to us. We're not going to go around telling anybody. And again, one in four people in the UK and one in five in the US are dealing with some form of mental illness. You are not struggling alone. This is nothing to be embarrassed about. Absolutely not. So find somebody that can help. Uh, just, just know you're loved. You are loved. You're special. You're, you're made amazingly. Uh, and we want to encourage you in that. Um, so thank you. Thank you for joining us today. It's been a great, it's been a fun show for me. Uh, just talking about some, some awesome stuff and stuff with mental health and stuff with Avengers and just this amazing journey of 10 years that Marvel's been on mm-hmm. with us. It's been awesome, but we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us every single time we, and don't forget to be unique. No, it's don't forget to be awesome and unique and be unique and be unique. So don't forget to be awesome and be unique. Bye. The Geek Underground will return next week. But until then, don't forget to be awesome.